the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. And now, back to Lifeline. And we are back. The time is 6.09 on the Monday edition of Lifeline. Let's see here. We're on the other side of the break. I'm going to start with line number one. Let's see if we got somebody on line number one. Mark, are you there? Yeah, you're talking about the uh, problems in Canada. There's a guy named Chris Skye that you can look up. And he uh, stopped wearing his mask and told the people that uh, they don't have to wear their mask. And it's against Canada's uh, constitution to wear a mask. And he had like uh, 40 cops show up to his place, I believe it was, and his house. And he uh, he argued with them and they didn't arrest him. And then uh, they had one cop in full uniform come and tell everyone, yeah, this thing is a hoax. And uh, uh, Well, I don't know if that's true. I, look, Mark. Now, I would love to have had that in print, what you just stated. So here you are, you're talking to thousands of people. And I know that Canada is off the chain with its liberalism. I mean, this is socialist as you can get. I believe this brother that you're talking about is a true factual brother. Uh, More power to him. And I know they came after him. But I wish you could actually give some credible evidence that one of the police officers came up and plainly said this was a hoax. So until you can do that, what else you got to say? Well, I was really glad that 16 colleges, including Stanford, is bringing a lawsuit against the CDC because they will not or cannot uh, believe uh, uh, bring forth rather a sample of COVID. <laughs> COVID. Exactly. Uh, excuse me. I feel fine. I don't have a temperature. <laughs> um, so you sound, you sound like you got COVID. <laughs> so, uh, I'm messing with you. So check that out because now, do you know who David Icke is? You ever heard of David yeah, Icke? From I, I, yeah, I know him well. Let's back up for a second because I want to ask you a question. So are are they right. are they talking about trying to sue because we haven't been able to actually identify the original SARS virus to? strain because we haven't been able to find it. Is that what they're arguing? Because if they're simply arguing that we don't know where it came from, uh, you know, we could argue those theories too. You know, the government doesn't want to have to admit that this thing started in North Carolina. You know that. But so what, so what would they be arguing? They're not arguing where did it come from? They're arguing, does it exist? And this is precisely what, uh, David Icke was saying, so they can control the narrative. They've made up something that doesn't exist. I'm not sure if I would go that far, but that's what he says. And it does make sense if you think about it. If their goal is to get you vaccinated, and that vaccination is going to kill you, uh, according to Dr. Tenpenny and many other scientists, including the Pfizer chief scientist and vice president, what's his name, uh, that retired and said you got six months to 12 until you're dead meat from the Pfizer vaccine. And it makes yeah, a lot he of sense if you think about it. Yeah, I, just, I agree words, with that. Excuse me. I'm not finished yet. And in other words, what they're trying to do 
is, as, as the Rockefellers have said, for more than a century, they want to reduce the population by 90% through vaccines. Vaccines have been named as the, the method uh, by which they can accomplish their goal. Go to the Elberton Guidestones. I remember Stan Monteith of Radio Liberty. You've listened to Stan Monteith before. Steve Many Monteith years. Carpets. What? Many years I listened to Stan. Excuse me? I said for many years, Mark, I listened to Stan. Oh, good. Well, he went to the Alberton Guidestones there. It says right on the first one, we want to reduce and maintain the world's population at 500 million. Ted Turner said he wants to reduce it by 80%, and then he upped it to 90%. Didn't he start CNN fake news? I think Ted Turner did. He did. Yeah. There's also he did. What? No, I said he did. Now, here's the problem with you being all over the map. I want you to, I want you to rein it in. Rein it in a little bit for me. Here, here's, the, here's the problem with your average listener. As I'm listening to you kind of spreading this thing abroad, I do believe that there are absolute insane, narcissistic fools who are wealthy enough to buy into what has been the damnable spirit of eugenics going all the way back to... Uh, to um, as you as you and I would be very well uh, aware of uh, Margaret Spang- Spangler as well as uh, Bill Gates' father and a, and a whole group of uh, you know elitist robber baron Europeans who thought that the world was just overpopulated by dunces and imbeciles and people who are not worthy to live. So the idea of wanting to diminish the population is a legitimate, plausible. Uh, but very difficult to prove a direct correlation between it and this SARS virus. Very difficult to prove, although I am open to the argument because I've just seen too many lines, too many threads running to too many particular people around it. I wish there was enough uh, interest on the part of a legitimate aspect of the media to call it for what it is. There's no doubt about it. There are too many irons in the fire, Mark, where people and institutions and structures and businesses are agreeing with trying to get so much control over the masses that everybody has to be vaccine. Don't you think that that's as, um, as dark scientifically as can be that everybody on the planet has to be vaccine what's up with that yeah well saturday i was reading the cdc website this is not a lie put my hand on the bible okay yeah on the website it said you know what are the benefits of getting the vaccine and it says you'll never get covid and then you scroll down somewhere where it says what you can do after you've been vaccinated you can meet with other people without wearing the mask that have been fully vaccinated well, wait a minute. Let's just compare these two statements made by the CDC, a couple paragraphs from each other. The first one says, you know, if you get the vaccine, there's no way that you can ever get COVID. The other statement says, now that you have been vaccinated, you can take your mask off and meet with other people that have been fully vaccinated. Think about that. The whole thing's a lie. And also, there was a secret meeting that the CDC had when the MMR vaccine was being recommended by them and they pushed it publicly and they, they told privately their people to have their kids and grandkids not to to get the MMR vaccine because it armed them. And he said, don't tell anyone because they'll kill us. They'll kill us if they find out. Infowars.com, infowars.com. 
All right, so I'm going to let you go on that one because uh, we got some pieces of threads of information that are valid and can actually be uh, proven if people wanted to do the research. Some of that is a little bit out there uh, in Spaceland, but I, I don't disregard it because part of what is the, the airing narrative today is if you push the envelope on any kind of conspiratorial framework that somehow you are discredited, that's a lie from hell. The Bible is clear that mankind actually operates on a conspiratorial level to actually disavow the authority of God, disavow his word. In fact, that's what's going on with this critical race theory, social justice narrative running up in the church. I'll tell you what this is and I'll take the break. If your churches end up buying into a social justice gospel, a critical race theory narrative, a postmodern framework of a worldview, they have already proven that they do not believe that the Bible is the word of God. They are hypocrites. And if church folk are under pastors like that, you are lost to, and you may very well be, you may very well be under a permanent, total damnable delusion. It's very clear what's going on in our churches, abandoning a biblical worldview for a pseudo uh, scientific uh, critical race theory narrative is just evidence of stark unbelief. But it's of the level of apostasy that is alarming, to say the least. Two lines open, one triple eight three six seven five three two nine. Two lines open, one triple eight three six seven five three two nine. I'll be right back. And now back to Lifeline. All right, we are back. The time is 622. We've got a bit more than a half an hour. If you want to join me, two lines open, one 888 one 888-367-5329. You know, you might be getting tired of this particular topic. The problem is it's not going to go away. And that's because too many governments have actually committed to this agenda, having already prepared for it, and it's not working out the way they want it to work out. They were hoping that this virus was a lot worse than it actually turned out to be because they know they can control you out of fear because they know that you spend most of your time on social media and not walking in the light of truth. So you don't know what a blue pill is from a red pill. You don't know whether or not you're getting a true narrative from a false narrative. You don't know how to do the research to um, at least justify your own conscience. Was right or wrong. And then all of a sudden, once the alarm goes off, you're simply submitting to whatever the government message is. That is socialism. Uh, people in, in Russia, they knew when the Russian media was lying because they had opened their mouth. They knew the Russian media was lying anytime they published articles. They knew it was lying, but they were forced to toe the line. And that's what you got going on in your media here in America today. We don't want to believe that we've been sold out to an ideological subversion and that there is massive, massive neo-Marxist uh, uh, evidences running all through the infrastructure of America. You don't want to believe it. But one day it's going to show its ugly head for what it is. However, however, I do hope that according to the optimistic contingency that I hold, that the DNA of the American citizenry at large is freedom. So at a certain point, once they put their foot on the neck of your mind and on the 
uh, chest of your heart too heavily, you will scream and shout and regain your dignity to stand up against what your conscience will tell you is a bunch of crap, foolishness and bizarre, irrational policies in order to make you look like a fool. And then once you push back, that's what you will know. Here's what you will know. Once you push back, they will stop. Oh, yeah, they'll kill a few of us. That's the way truth works. Without the shedding of blood, there is no remission of sin. But eventually there'll be a freedom in the air as a consequence of people standing up and saying, you're going in the wrong direction. All right, so let's go to line number four and talk with Jermaine in Alameda. Line number four. Jermaine, are you there? Yes, I'm here. Hey, what's going on, man? Oh, hey, you know, um, I'm glad you brought this topic up. I had meant to ask you. I, I don't know if you ever heard of a doctor named Stanley Plotkin, but he was uh, one of the vaccine doctors, and I saw some testimony that he gave where I guess a bunch of Catholics and other people were objecting to some of the vaccines that he was he had a hand in because it, they found out it contained, I guess, research that had to do with aborted fetuses. And Sure, I watched, sure. I watched this man describe harvesting parts of a baby as if he was he was cutting open a, a pig or, or just some meat to, uh, yeah. to harvest. Yeah. But the issue I had was he, besides that, the ghastly knowledge I found was he said that he would gladly go to hell for his work. And I guess that was a sarcastic swipe at anyone who had faith because he was a confessing atheist. But once, um, once you learn this kind of information as a believer and you kind of find out that, you know, you have a bunch of satanic shepherds trying to gather a bunch of sheep. Are you morally obligated to really investigate and, and decide you don't want anything to do with this? I mean, unless I'm sure a vaccine, which like you, I'm not anti-vaccine, but once I find out a vaccine has been, you know, has anything to do with harvested baby parts, I just don't want anything to do with it. So, I mean, some people are ignorant, some people are not, but... I just wanted to kind of see what your thoughts were on that. There are a number of what are called exigents, exigents, if I'm getting the word correct. A lot of contaminants in the vaccines, all the way back to polio vaccines. People don't have any idea what is in those vaccines in terms of the harmful elements. Um, there are a lot of things in those vaccines that are probably major contributing factors to the poor health that Americans have had for the last 50, 60, 70 years. I think the research will bear that out. I think really good virologists have been honest about that. I think that Americans as well as human beings have been guinea pigs for our medical industry for hundreds of years. We already know if you just do a couple of hours research, the kind of absurd experimentation that doctors have imposed upon human beings in the name of of uh, of, of uh, health and saving people. Now we know some of this has to occur, but also as biblicists, we know that mankind is not morally neutral. We know that he is not basically good. We know that he is fundamentally evil, and the only thing that he requires to be able to move into an unethical, immoral, almost demonic agenda is to be given power to do it. And the white cope and the stethoscope gives the doctor the power to do it. I remember I had a vision, uh, Jermaine, that I talked to our congregation about some 16, 18 years ago at the old building. And it was the vision of, I woke up and I mean, I, I, I looked up and there was this big white lab coat 
I'm looking at the chest of a white lab coat with an stethoscope on the lab coat. And I thought it was a human being, but my eyes gradually lifted it up. And I looked in the face of that, which I thought was a doctor. And it was a rat. It was like a full size rat, grotesquely featured, wearing a lab coat and a stethoscope. And, and it, it shocked me and alarmed me significantly. And I took it in because there are connotations to our dreams if we know how to make the correlation. And I understood back then and there that we were dealing with levels of demonic, institutional demonic uh, influence within the health industry. There's no doubt about that. Um, there's just no doubt about that. Pharmakia is the term that's used in Revelation 18 concerning Babylon, the great harlot and the slaves of men and the souls of men. And that book, this is where we are in our world today. And yes, there has been great harm done to many, many people across the nation, both in the medical industry as well as in the military in the name of experimentation. Uh, and yes, it would cause us all to do well to be concerned with anybody that just want to jab anything in your arm. I mean, just jabbing something in your arm. I mean, you're a human being. Your body is created in the Imago Dei. It's the temple of the living God. Therefore, therefore, for us Christians, we don't get to just sit up and let somebody stab us with a doctrine or a narrative or a message that they uh, purport for whom many of the nurses and the doctors don't even know what they're doing. But yeah, in regards to where we are with these particular vaccines, Pfizer and AstraZeneca and, and Moderna, et cetera, Johnson and Johnson, all of those have variables of the same thing, some different, some others, and some more problematic than others. This is why they're pulling that stuff off the shelf right now because of the uh, sicknesses and, and uh, long-term effects that they're concerned about even as they knew it was going to occur. But once they got emergency use authority by our government, uh, the game was on. If they never had gotten the emergency use authority, we wouldn't be having this conversation because we would be using early preventative methods, uh, respiratory methods that deal with people that have pneumonia or asthma or bronchitis. And it would have been uh, a couple with a number of legitimate early, uh, uh, you know, uh, early uh, uh, medical treatment methods that would have subsided the symptoms of COVID and people would have gradually recovered and moved on, even as people have uh, moved on uh, at, at this point and have recovered significantly. 99.6% of people recover from this. This was never something to be turned into the kind of draconian worldwide uh, uh, economic, financial, uh, social, uh, media-oriented rhetoric that we're hearing today other than the fact that they want to cause they want a cause with which they can run and take over the world and people are starting to recognize its foolishness i'll give you the last word All right, well um, i think a book that you and other people will be interested in i suggest the audio book is called medical apartheid and they document a lot of the things you said you know just uh briefly touched on and and it's not just african-americans it's, it's our poor caucasian brothers or asians and People yeah. are unable to really articulate or defend themselves, yeah. and they document yeah. a lot of the things that were done to people over the years. I agree. I agree. Medical apartheid, I agree with you on that. And, and people can go online and look up those same types of of uh, uh, documentations, and, and uh, they're very good and very insightful. Uh, the thing that we're dealing with, my dear brother, is that people either want to know and don't know how to know, 
or people don't want to know and they don't want to hear it because that's just the way we are in our world today. And this is what sets people up for the tragedy of unintended consequences when they stick their head in the sand and just hope the government is telling us the truth against the testimony and record of history suggesting that they probably are not. Thanks for the call. Going to take another hard break. Three lines open, one 367 5329 one We'll be right back. And now back to Lifeline. All right. Let me see here. How come, are, are all of our lines clear? Uh, Nate, you can talk to me. I can't hear you. Are we clear? Is everybody on line? clear. Okay, good. All right. Great. All right. Let's see. The time is 638 on the Monday edition of Lifeline. For those of you who enjoy listening to our show, our program, uh, I don't know what you might want to call it. If you want to just call in, you have that question. You can def- definitely do that now. It's one 367 There's no one on the line. one 367 You might have had uh, you know, some ideas about some of the stuff I've been saying over the last couple of years, going all the way back to Black Lives Matter and, uh, again, the social justice movement and Marxism and, uh, you know, a biblical worldview. Uh, even if you want to talk to me about what's going on these days, even in almost post-COVID <laughs> uh, scenario, we're not we're not done yet. I did warn about, you know, this thing taking on a much more governmental and universal application. This is where the passport issue is just not going away. It's it's here uh, around the world. It's not everywhere, but they're they're working on it really hard. Uh, and uh, if you're not concerned about it, cool. If you, you, you can live with the parameters and boundaries. That's that's fine as well. If you are a Christian, though, you do need to understand that what you're dealing with <clears throat> is a trajectory. Uh, teleologically towards a culmination of human existence where there will be uh, a conflict of a definite uh, global level against the biblical worldview. There will be, at some point here in America, a very clear line of demarcation with penalties and punishments uh, for parents teaching their children what the Bible says about gender, what the Bible says about the origins of human beings, what the Bible says about God, what it says about morality and ethics. There will be a punishment imposed uh, if you hold to a biblical worldview. So if you're just a traditionalist and you just go to church and somehow you think, uh, you know, you're going to be able to get away with playing Christian and not have to stand up for truth. Well, uh, I wouldn't want to be in your position, quite frankly, because. Christ made it very clear. If you if you do not confess me before men, he will not confess you before his father, which is in heaven. Uh, And the Apostle Paul made it plain. All that live godly in Christ Jesus will suffer persecution. So you you definitely want to make sure you're not operating out of a false gospel um, because, you know, hell, hell has its hottest parts for the false prophet. That's what we're dealing with in Revelation chapter uh, 19 right now. We're dealing with uh, him who rides upon the white horse, who is uh, conquering and uh, taking his foes, which happens to be the beast and the false prophet, and casting them into the lake of fire. All of that is imagery and symbolism of, of, of Christ subduing these antichrist systems that rise up against the gospel. Uh, as I share with our own church, we go through these rhythms where God reveals himself to us and then he lays out a redemption plan and then we rebel against it. And this is where we are in America. 
there's not a lot of space or room for uh, the redemption revealed in Christ and rebellion is wholesale. Uh, and and after rebellion, if God gives us over to rebellion long enough, that's all of the massive expressions of immorality laid out in Romans 1. Uh, then the next thing you know, persecution comes about. And where God's people are persecuted, you can expect God to enter in and rescue with his wrath upon the wicked and the ungodly. And, 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 and Brother MacArthur is, is fundamentally arguing that, that we are in the third stages of, uh, of, uh, of judgment here in America. And if that's the case, we do not expect our communities of faith to do anything but continue to conform to the narrative of the world. We don't expect them to be faithful to the gospel. We don't expect men and women to go to church to hear the word of God soundly expounded and taught and preached and emboldened by faith to stand up against our culture prophetically and, 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 and priestly. We don't expect churches to be prophetic, and we don't expect churches to be priestly anymore. We expect people to go to the church to be entertained, emotionally affirmed, psychologically affirmed, and then uh, socially engaged on a horizontal level without it having anything to do with the doctrine of sin and the doctrine of, of repentance and the doctrine of justification and the doctrine of sanctification and glory. None of these old fundamental realities that constitute who God is and what he's done for us in Christ are going to be the conversation forth, uh, forthgoing. I'll give it a few more years, four, five, or six more years. The only thing you're hearing out of your pastors now, your, 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 um, your, your larger, uh, more prominent pastors that are sliding into the abyss of social justice is how they're complaining about how the uh, older white guys who should have known better uh, you know, should repent of, uh, of, of embracing both the biblical uh, confession of Christ while at the same time holding the slavery. Um, this is the kind of pit that they are, are in right now. Uh, but they sound bad because they don't sound like they're spending any time in prayer. They don't sound like they're getting a, a revelation of the glory of God in Christ. They don't sound like the word of God is with all fit in their lips anymore. They sound like philosophers and they sound like sociologists and they sound like, uh, if you will, psychologists. They don't sound like they know the word of the living God anymore. And that's a remarkable thing to see in a culture where men and women are becoming more and more blinded to the reality that's in Christ. Let me go to line number one and talk with Michael in San Jose. Michael, are you there? I am. Uh, Pastor, okay, Michael, your question. Uh, yes, sir. Uh, first of all, I want to thank you for the ministry. It's very, very informative. Uh, uh, last week you spoke about a, a doctor that went before the Senate. And, yeah. And he w can, you, can you give out that information? Again, I wasn't able to uh, write it down. And, and secondly, you also mentioned today, I just was just listening to you had said that the virus had come out of North Carolina or something like that. Uh, well, I, I don't know. well, all you have to do, going back to the first one, if you want that information, you're going to have to email me at gbchayward at gmail.com. Email me, Michael, at gbchayward at gmail.com, and then I'll send over that particular uh, video clip of Dr. McCullough in Texas in the Senate exposing uh, our whole government for handling this the wrong way. GBCHayward at gmail.com. Other people did that last week and I was glad to help them out in that regard. I forget what your second question was. 
Uh, you had mentioned something a few minutes ago in reference to uh, the virus started in North Carolina. I'm not okay. sure. Okay, so here's here here. If, if people were tracking with our media, and the, the media does its own purpose, Michael, it'll say one thing at one time where the implications of the topic or subject are not understood by its audience. Like before this COVID thing came out, our government was experimenting with, with, with viruses in order to produce vaccines by those vir- in relationship to those viruses by what is called a gain-of-function process, methodology of ramping up that particular virus in order to see what it would do in human beings in order to make a vaccine for it. Fauci was told to stop it because they knew the danger of it leaking out and getting out and affecting society in a horrific way. What did he do? He pushed it over to Wuhan. Everybody knows this, but your media is not going to tell you that because it would then take our eyes off of China. Because what we like to do in America is we like to make boogeymen out of Russia and boogeymen out of China and boogeymen out of everybody else. We don't like to own our own crap. We love to blame it on somebody else. Thank you for the call. Got to take a hard break when I come back. Jesus and Hayward, Jesus, and then Scott and Hayward, too. I'll close out with you two guys. We come back. And now back to Lifeline. All right, we are back. Let's go to line number two and talk with Jesus and Hayward. Jesus, are you there? Hey, what's up, Pastor Jessica Stone? This this isn't Jesus. It's Idris from Hayward. He just heard my name wrong. (laughs) (laughs) I was like... I'm not Jesus. I'm a follower and a disciple of Jesus, but I am not I agree. Jesus. So. <laughs> I, I am too. I am a follower and admirer, great admirer of Jesus. What's going on, man? Yeah, so I had two quick ones, and you could just talk about them. The first thing was, you know, it really, um, I was trying to get your opinion on how, you know, these unfortunate police shootings come out, and there's always two narratives that they always paint. Either yeah. it was race, race-motivated or the cop did nothing wrong. Like, it's always either or, as if there's no other variables or things that could possibly lead to this, and they always make it seem like you just, it's because of the race, or, you know, cops can never do no wrong. And I'm like, as a Christian, it's like, we got to be able to just kind of get those narratives out and actually look at what's going on. But it seems like we in a, like, it's like people just want to, it's either left or right. And if you even speak on either side, you've already picked your, your path, and that's really dangerous. And the second thing I want to throw at you was I've spoken to a couple of uh, co-workers and friends. I'm in real estate, and it's like I'll talk to them every now and again, and they'll be like, hey, hey, have you taken your man? I just got my, my, my vaccine shot. Have you taken yours? And I'm like, they don't know my I'm like, nah. They're like, you got to hurry up and take it, man, while you can. And I realize that there's some people who are going to be under the illusion that if they don't get this shot, they may never get it. So it's like they're going to spin it like, oh, we're running out of shots. Get it while you can, and people are just going to start taking it out of peer pressure so it's just the buffoonery is real but in christ we can do all things in christ that that's that's pretty much what i got chief i i agree and i'll take your i'll take your answers off the air they're both good excellent questions brother bless you for calling the first thing i'll say in relationship to the left right narrative here we go again any of you who have been following me for a long time you know i've been telling you this dialectical process of left is right right is wrong or right is right and left is wrong that's a trap so notice you know, when President Trump was in, uh, the, the killings were minimal. You didn't have any terrorist attack, no killings around the world, no threats of war. 
Now, all of a sudden, that the left is in and Biden's in because this COVID thing is not going real well. Guess what they're getting ready to do? Get people back out in the street, marching again, Black Lives Matter, all this. If you guys don't see that this is the, the tail wagging the dog, that's your fault. It's your fault if you're ignorant enough to believe that the media is just arbitrarily uh, finding news sources that are once again reinstigating the instability of your own normalcy bias because you've been prejudiced by the propaganda uh, long enough to know every time you see a killing of cops towards an, an African-American that somehow every day African-Americans are being killed by cops across America. False narrative. It's a false narrative. Now, it should never happen. It should never happen. That lady will go to jail. She should suffer the consequences of her actions because that was horrific. But here you go again, being sucked in once again to a false savior called racist, uh, anti-racist anger and hatred. It's not biblical. It's not godly. Uh, Just know you're being hoodwinked. It's a sad reality. We do need police reform. We don't need to defund the police. We need police reform. What she did was horrific. There's no way to read into that account any kind of racist uh, presupposition. Just not. White people get killed even more than black people, particularly when you resist arrest, which I know we don't want to talk about that because that implicates the young man for putting himself in a precarious situation where harm is imposed upon him by the authority. So we'll leave that alone because you guys already know all the arguments and you don't want to hear it. On the second one, uh, what you're going to run across are a lot of people who, like Pavlos dogs, think that salvation comes with getting the vaccine. And they're going to be just as ready to get the passports. And they're just going to they're going to be just as ready to turn you in if you don't get the vaccine or the passport, Um, because that's where we are. It's called conditioning. Uh, if you don't take the vaccine, you, you better be ready to explain to people why you don't and then give them the right to, to hold their position because we don't, you know, it's a free country. This is what I'm saying. It's a free country. Everybody doesn't have to walk lockstep in your narrative. It's a free country. We ought to be mature enough to be able to disagree without wanting to kill each other over it. But shallow minded Political thinking people will fall into the dialectic and become hostile towards one another. Uh, that's what they're hoping in. But I'm, I'm praying for an optimistic outcome, an optimistic contingency where people will begin to wake up and no longer be trapped by the matrix of the lie of left right narrative. But if you want to you know, continue to be uh, succumbed by it, that's on you. You won't have any biblical basis to justify you. It just won't happen. Let me go to line three and talk with Scott and Hayward right quick. Scott, are you there? Scott on line yeah. number three. All right. Are you there, Scott? Yeah, I'm here. I'm, I'm on the phone. Can you hear me, Pastor? Yeah, we got one minute, man. Okay, I'm just saying... Revival. We're in a spiritual. We're in a spiritual battle. We have crisis won. We have victors. We need. We need some camp meetings. We need some revival. We need to. People put up tents and brothers and sisters get up in there and start praising the Lord and worshiping. You know what I mean? That's what we need in America. Just like they had it back in the days. You know. That's what I feel. That's what I felt. The Lord is telling me. I, I, I believe. I believe. Scott, I believe revival is needed. I believe that revival yeah. is absolutely crucial. I, I I I concur with you 100% about the revival, but I'm going to close out by talking about biblical revival. 
Yeah. The vast, the vast majority of the revivals that you heard about many, many years ago were all machinations of Finian methodology of getting people emotionally to sign up for Jesus. Billy Graham did it masterfully for, for decades. And yeah. these were super, these were superficial, shallow, emotional moments. A few people got saved. A lot of people just return back to the vomit from which they came. Real revival doesn't require tents. It doesn't require buildings. Real revival requires the presence of the Spirit of God. It requires it requires praying people. So now hear what I'm saying. If, the, if, if true believers don't hit their knees and pray, forget making all kind of noise and music and dancing and shouting. And, that's not the way revival worked in the Bible. You won't find right. a revival set up in the Bible. So I never fell for that, that, that malarkey because that's Americanized well, Christianity. Well, crooked that went along with it too. You know what I mean? Right. So let me, so let me go back. Let me go back to where your heart and mine are in perfect agreement. We're in perfect agreement here, Scott. I actually absolutely believe that revival is necessary. Absolutely. But it's going to have to start with Christians first. Christians first. God's going to have to bring persecution, lead us to our knees, and maybe he can change the world. Bless you. Bless you. Amen. Bless you, Scott. Opinions expressed in the preceding program do not necessarily represent the views of the ownership, staff, or management of KFAX. Copyright Salem Communications, all rights reserved. Thank you.